Hey y'all, so before today's episode gets started, I want to talk to you about a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Romer Skincare. Based out of Chicago, Romer launched a work-from-home clean skincare line that covers all your skin's needs, proving that you don't need a million serums and eye creams to get better skin. Why I love them is they have clean ingredients and effective results, which is a simple three-step routine. Right now, Romer Skincare is offering our listeners 15% off and a gift with your first purchase by using the code LISTENER15. I will have everything linked below. Just use the code LISTENER15 on their website, romerskincare.com. Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to Say La Me. I do have a lot to say in this episode about a lot of things, so I'm going to keep the introduction a little bit brief, but there are a couple things I did want to highlight. First of all, I've been offered some really great sponsorships, sponsorships, cannot say that word, and affiliate links and all of that recently, so I have a lot going on right now with that, but um, I'm not going to advertise that in here for this episode because it's just a lot, but... um, do go to my Instagram, there are the links to everything is in my bio, so um, it includes books, coffee, skincare, all of that, so definitely go to my Instagram, check in the bio if you want some uh, money off of orders of different things that I really love, um, yeah, so just look there for everything, all the information, and I'll talk about it later, but um, it's just kind of a lot to kind of cover at once, and I don't want this to be like a huge long ad. Um, what I've been up to, I have been studying since 11, it's almost 3 o'clock right now on Saturday, and next week is midterm, so that's happening. Um, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, definitely say a prayer for me that I do well in my exams, because grades are important to me, <laughs> and I really, really want to do well. So yeah, I would appreciate that, but this week has been not the not the busiest, um, but next week is going to be very busy, so also just say a quick prayer that I, um, just get through all right, (laughs) and I guess you'll hear from me in my next episode about how that all went, so, yeah, but, um, I do have a lot to say, so I'm just going to skip the introduction and just start with the topic at hand. So, the topics for today's episode is kind of about self-reflection and growth and being able to look back on your past self and all of that, and I have a ton written down about it, so um, it might be long, it might be short, depends on how how well I explain things and how much of a tangent I go on. But for me, it's pretty interesting to be able to look back on my past self and see the growth that has happened and just see from where I was to where I am now, and I really do do it frequently. I am always assessing what's different, uh, what's the same, and all of that, and it's just really, really interesting to me to see uh, what's changed, and a lot of that is kind of my internal environment, and I think it makes sense to say that your internal environment bleeds out into your external environment, so like your feelings and um, everything can bleed out into how you view the world or the situations that are happening, but sometimes I just think it's crazy to think about how that happens, like I know one day, actually multiple days, um, I will be reading my old diaries from years ago, and I noticed some things I was saying were problems I was dealing with, um, they're no longer problems for me now, and those things that stressed me out when then weren't necessarily the same things that stress me out now, so I'm stressed about different things, or I'm not stressed, um, not as stressed as I used to be, I know I used to stress about a lot of things, and now, um, it's only when pressure is put on me, or the circumstances are very, um, 
I guess pressurized or stressful to me that's when I stress but I used to be more stressed out more easily more often um so I another thing is I used to be really concerned um overly concerned really with the way people viewed me and this was every day on a day-to-day basis and now I really don't think so fatalistically about the impression I give people um that being said I obviously want to give a good impression and I'd prefer that people like me over them hating me I think we I think we all would but um, now I'm more comfortable with whatever happens, and I'm I'm less likely to really care about people's opinions, um, at least not to the extent that I used to care. I think in high school it's really easy to care a ton about what people think of you, and it kind of depends on your situation, but I know for me um, that's just purely because of growing in the world and just kind of trying to figure out who you are in the world and whatever. Um, But yeah, I feel like the only time I'm anxious about what people think is if A, it's a person whose opinion I really care about. Like, I really care about my family, my close friends. I care about what they think of me. Um, And so that is a little more high stakes. Uh, B, if it's a job or some sort of situation where the person's impression of me heavily affects the outcome of the situation. So like, if someone I'm interviewing for doesn't like me obviously they're not going to hurt me. Um, so that is something where I'm like, oh, their impression of me is like just directly impacts what happens with this, whether or not I get hired or whether or not I get the second date or whatever. So that's a, a situation where I do get anxious or I do, it's more of a high stakes thing. And um, see if something happens has happened to make me insecure about a person or a group of people or situation. Um, I know I have gone into different situations where I have, like, past history with people or I um, have had a negative encounter with someone and going into a situation where they're going to be there or where the group of people I've had a bad experience with are going to be there, um, that does make me more nervous and it makes me more like I feel more like I need to prove myself. (laughs) And I feel, I think we all kind of have this desire to if there's someone there who thinks that I'm not capable or who thinks negatively of me I want to make a super positive impact on them um or on the group or the situation like if I were to go in for a job and I had something to do and I knew there were people there watching who were um maybe not nice to me or who had been we had had a past history that was negative I would be more um, inclined or more, um, the stakes would be higher for if I was doing a good job on something, I would want to do an even better job on, um, on the project or on whatever I, um, wanted to do. I would want to do better because they're there. You know, you always kind of want to, um, one up someone who is doubting you. You kind of want to say, yeah, like, look what I can do, and I can do it really well, and I can impress a whole bunch of people. It's always great to get the compliment in front of someone who doesn't think you're capable. Um, That has happened to me a couple times, and um, it's not revenge, it's just karma, you know, (laughs) and I do want to get the compliment. I'd rather get the compliment in front of someone who doubts me than get the compliment in the back of a line for the woman's bathroom or something, you know, somewhere where no one would hear it or something. Um, I would rather get the recognition in front of the, the person who thinks I'd never get recognition than um, 
just kind of, you know, it's great to get it, but if you're going to get it, you want it where it will make the most impact. Um, seemed like kind of a tangent, but yeah, definitely I'm not as concerned about what people think of me. Um, some, some days we all have our weak days. We all have our vulnerable days where we care a whole bunch and we care a lot more than we should. Um, but I would say as a general rule, I am a lot better off than I used to be um, than I was in high school or I was in the very beginning of college where I cared a, bu- a bunch about what people thought. Um, now I'm just kind of like, I can take a comment. I'm not going to obsess about what it means. I'm not going to unravel it with the meaning of life and whatever. I'm just going to like take the comment out as it, as it is and I'm not going to ever analyze. So that is something that I'm think is really cool about how our internal environment kind of bleeds out into our external environment and something that I can kind of give an example of is um with the coronavirus and stuff with the COVID um it's 2020 has been a very stressful year for a lot of reasons we had COVID then we had the protests and election we just have a bunch of stuff going on and I'm not saying it's all bad it's not but um a lot of it is just a high stress situation a high stress year um but I can look back on different years where everything like in the country was relatively calm you know for that year and I was kind of in turmoil you know I was not I was not happy I was not having a good year or maybe it was a span of a couple months or whatever I can look back and say wow I'm doing better now in a very high stress high tension environment um that does impact all of us in a very collective way um I'm dealing with that better than I was dealing with my internal emotions my internal environment is a lot more stable than my external environment and so I think that kind of helps balance it so um it's weird that I'm doing better in this 2020 than I've been doing in years that have been fine but where I personally have been um I guess more stressed out or more anxious about stuff so yeah it's great to be able to do the work and get results and if you do the work chances are you will most likely get results um and then there are certainly some things I used to feel very strongly very frequently pretty much all the time that I don't feel as strongly at all if at all um they're not really part of the equation and so an example of this is you know that JP Sachs I think it's pronounced Sachs it has an e at the end but yeah JP Sachs and Julia Michaels song if the world was ending you probably know it if you listen to any music at all you've probably heard of it um if not go listen it's a great song but um when it came out I used to never ever ever under any circumstances listen to that song for like a few months um don't get me wrong it's a really really great song um it came out in 2019 but at the time it came out I would really never listen to it because I heard it once and it made me feel so lonely um, and for context, in the chorus, it says, if the world was ending, you'd come over, right? And, um, that's the line that they keep repeating, and it's kind of like two ex-lovers who are talking to each other and saying, it didn't work out, and I'm sad about it, but I've kind of figured out how to move on, but if the world was ending, you'd, you'd come over, right? And it's like, we still have a bond, we are still... (laughs) we're still a thing but not officially but we still love each other and we're still rooting for each other and pretty much 
we're the only two that really, like, we're, you're the person who matters the most to me, and I'm the person who matters the most to you, so you would come over if the world was ending, right? And so anyway, I avoided listening to the song because I, at the time it came out, I was feeling um, very lonely, and I avoided listening to it because I thought I didn't have anyone who would come over if the world was ending. Um, and I know that sounds silly, and, um, you know, I didn't have any reason to think the world would end or anything. Um, now it's 2020, it's a little bit different. No, I'm kidding. Um, everyone is saying that J.P. Saxon, and Julia Michaels, um, predicted the end of the world. Um, predicted coronavirus with this song, and, um, it's, it's certainly a good thing that we have this song to be able to listen to during coronavirus. It's a really sweet, really sweet song. But, um... I know it sounds really silly and arbitrary when I say it out loud that I I felt like no one would come over if the world was ending, and I, right now I don't have the deep emotions attached to it that I used to um, in that thought. I don't know if you just heard my stomach, it was growling. Um, gotta eat lunch after this, but um, anyway, I avoided listening to this song because it just broke my heart at the time, the thought that, you know, every time I listen to a song, I'm like, who who would I say that to, you know? Um, like, You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. When I listen to that, I'm like, do I have anyone that I, that I think? And then, you know, if the answer is yes, I'm like, oh, I think of this person when I listen to it. If the answer is no, I'm just kind of like, okay, okay, cool, you know? I'm not pining away for anyone. But, um, for If the World Was Ending, I was thinking, you know, they keep saying, like, if the world was ending, you come over, right? And they just keep saying that, keep saying that. And I was just like, who is my person that I'm asking this to? I don't even know that I would ask anyone this, because I don't think the answer would be yes, you know, um, and it's really sad, I'm, I'm getting sad thinking about it, because that's a very sad thought to have, um, and one time my sister played it in the car, and I, I really, really, like, I almost cried, like, a lot, um, and I told her, I was like, this song upsets me, because I don't think that I would have anyone who would want to come over, you know, I don't think I would have anyone, um, and she was, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting emotional, but she was like, I'd come over, and we live in the same house, um, sorry, I'm getting emotional, um, but that's why I don't want to take my family for granted, because I know, like, when we move out, when we're separated, whatever, it, and the world end, you know, the world ended, or the world was ending, I know they'd come over, and that's why I don't want to take them for granted, that's why I don't want to forget I have a family right here who loves me, and I know maybe some of you listening to this podcast episode will think, um, wow, you know, I don't have a family who loves me, and that might be what your, that might be your, Achilles heel, because I know for a while my Achilles heel was, I don't have friends, I don't have people who are unrelated to me, who, who would come over if the world was ending, you know, um, now, in this moment in time, I feel like I have some really good friends who might come over, um, most of them live pretty far away, but, um, maybe they just text and say their goodbyes or whatever, but I do feel valued by people outside my home, I feel, like I matter, I feel like maybe some of the time people think of me, and, you know, whatever, um, whereas before I felt like I was unknown to people outside my house, I was unknown to people outside my family, um, and no one really had a reason to think of me, um, because no one knew me, and, um, just 
you know, tying it all in um, to growth, I really, I'm able to listen to that song to sing it and to, dang, my stomach, sorry, my stomach's just growling, I don't even feel hungry, it's stupid, but anyway, um, I'm able to listen to that song and just think, yeah, like, people, people like me and, you know, there are certainly people I would want to go over to their house or go over, um, to say bye or to spend the end of the world with them, whatever. Um, there's certainly people who I'd want to text and say, well, you know, if the world's ending, I'd see you in heaven, you know? Um, but yeah, it just, it's the growth. And honestly, I will tell you this, not a whole lot has changed. Not a whole lot has changed as for my external environment since that song released. Um, and so it's not really my external environment that has changed. It's my internal environment. I didn't get to know a whole bunch of new people, and now I feel lovely. You know, my internal environment is taking the relationships I had at that time and being able to say, wow, these people do care about me, and wow, I do feel loved, I do feel valued. And so it's really my thought process that changed, not the people who came in and out of my life. Certainly I know more people and I know less people. People have come in and out since um, the song has been released, but it was more of my internal environment changing more than my external environment. Um, and so it's me just, and me deepening friendships with people, getting to know people more, um, having more conversations with people, being able to just know people more and deepening our relationships. And that's what has caused me to kind of say, hey, these people care, you know, and caused me to be able to listen to the song without bawling my eyes out. Um, and so that growth is more internal than it is external. And I think really like you can put yourself in the same situation with a different thought process, and you would feel completely different about the situation. And that is to say, some situations are just bad situations, and they will affect you negatively. And that's just the way it happens. But um, it is definitely important to take into consideration your internal environment, your mental health, um, how you are thinking mentally at the time, because I've heard stories and I've experienced this of different semesters or different whatevers of seasons of life that really are the same, but like you can be in a completely different situation with your mental health and they look completely different. You know, there have been semesters that I have not been in the best mental space and they look completely different from the recent semesters where I've been great and doing fine. Um, and so there is a ton to be said about your internal environment and what you are, what your thought process looks like. Um, I kind of operated under a scarcity mindset and that is a mindset of the, what I have now is not enough. And, um, if I'm correctly explaining this, a scarcity mindset is just saying, Focusing on the things you don't have versus the things you do have. And now I'm coming from an abundance mindset of like, wow, look at what I have. And like, yeah, I have goals that where I want to be in the future that is even higher than now. But I am just grateful for what I have right now. Whereas during a scarcity mindset, I would be like, dang, I don't have what I want. And so I don't have anything. And like, that's stupid. I have a family who loves me. I have friends who love me. And a lot of times that scarcity mindset kind of takes them for granted and that's not fair that's a way to lose friendship that's a way to lose um you 
yeah, it's just a way to lose friendship, a way to make people feel that they are unimportant, and that is something that I value in friendship. I try to make my friends feel important, and, um, yeah, and operating from a scarcity mindset can really, it really ensures that they do not feel important, and so I realized that way of thinking was not serving me, it was not serving them, it was not serving my family, it was making me feel very ungrateful for my wonderful life, um, and it was making me feel like a brat, honestly, um, and so I switched my way of thinking, and now I can listen to music that I don't feel depressed with, um, (laughs) and that song was not written to be depressing, it was written to be very sweet, very comforting, and very, very devoted, and I really, really like that song, I'm gonna listen to it after this podcast episode, but all of that to say, um, I am definitely a lot better off than I used to be with my thought process, and it is great, it feels amazing to be able to look back on my growth and say, hey, like, hey, you're, you're doing much better. So, I hope you enjoyed me getting overly analytical and overly emotional about a song that probably wasn't supposed to be that deep, um, <laughs> it's very typical, and that's not a slight to Julia Michaels or J.P. Sachs, I'm sure it was supposed to be deep, but it wasn't supposed to make, um, people upset. (laughs) So anyway, um, but something that I did to change the way I viewed my life, um, instead of having that scarcity mindset, of having an abundance mindset, switching, um, was placing my family front and center as far as human relationships go. Um, I began to actively recognize their love for me and to express my gratitude in tangible ways, like saying thank you or, um, just coming out of the blue and saying, hey, you know, when you did blah, 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 I really appreciated it. Um, really making sure that they knew I was appreciative of their love. Um, and I think gratitude can do a lot to help with negative emotions. Um, that's been something that has helped me throughout the years. Um, and it's all about how you implement it. It's not about, um, like I have gone from being grateful for something to not being grateful, and then it automatically, um, gets worse, and so it's really about when you apply it, not how you apply it, it's, you know, I've sometimes forgotten to do, to be grateful for things, and it has had negative consequences, um, but something else that I did was recognize the way God loves me, um, I talk to God all the time, I really, like, you know, in church I pray, but, um, I also pray throughout the day, and, also just kind of think like, hey God, (laughs) please help me with this, or whatever, which I suppose is a prayer, but it's not a formal prayer, um, but I do, I talk to him all the time, but I don't always recognize or appreciate the way he loves me, um, I don't know if this is really the right approach, um, but sometimes I relate matters of God to human matters in order to kind of understand them more fully, um, sounds logical, but if I'm, you know, going with some heresy, like, tell me, (laughs) but, um, my point is, like, all right, so, say you had a friend who talked to you all day, every day, and told you how they were, and they asked you for things, they basically just confided everything in you, they were basically saying, this is how I'm feeling, this is what I want to happen, can you help me make this happen, um, this is my thoughts, my worries, my fears, my joys, my everything, um, so they confided everything in you, but then they were sad, saying that they didn't have anyone, or whatever, would you think they were a good friend, or were they just using you? Were you more like a therapist or whatever? Um, and so maybe you've had an actual experience like this before, 
But I realized that's kind of how I was treating God. I was telling him everything. I was telling him my thoughts, my fears, and whatever, as you're supposed to do for God. But I I was just ungrateful, you know? I wasn't grateful for his graces or for his love, and it made me really honestly look like a brat and act like a brat and think like a brat. Um, and I'm not being too harsh on myself. Um, I think sometimes, yeah, circumstances are less than ideal. Um, but sometimes you just gotta pick yourself back up and act like a woman and you don't need to act like a little kid. You don't need to act like a a brat. Um, and for me, that's, that's not just ignoring it because obviously I didn't ignore it. The way I changed it was I focused on the good. I didn't ignore the bad. You know, I acknowledged the bad and then I was like, all right, that's upsetting, but how are we going to fix this? We're going to focus on what we do have. Um, and that's really how I ended up, um, changing my mind and changing my mindset and being able to listen to if the world was ending without being completely depressed that I didn't have anyone. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for, um, self-growth and obviously there is more that I need to do. There's more work I need to do on that. Sometimes I do get upset thinking, oh, I don't have as close of friends as I want or, um, my friends all live far away and so I don't have anyone locally or blah, blah, blah. Um, I could, you know, you could go all day with saying, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have what I want. Um, and it's just, you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. You're going to go throughout life thinking, I don't have this, life is unfair. Um, life is unfair, so I'm sorry to break it to you, but, um, break it on what you do have, you know? I have better friends now than I have had in years and I'm very very grateful for that and sometimes I still get lonely but so do people who just have the world people can have the world and still get lonely and that's sometimes okay that's just fine um but yeah just if you notice it's a pattern a very big pattern or a prevalent pattern or whatever of you just feeling lonely or whatever take the steps to fix that talk to people that was also something that helped um but yeah that's pretty much, um, the episode. I just wanted to kind of go over some growth. I thought y'all would find the, if the world was ending story kind of interesting, and then it also had something to add to the conversation. So, yeah, um, a reminder, just check out my Instagram bio for any of those affiliate links that I mentioned at the beginning, so you can get some free or cheap, cheaper stuff, um, for yourself and from some companies that I'm proud to support, um, but yeah, I really hope you like the episode. If you want, tell me what you thought. My Instagram DMs. I don't, I have my Instagram linked on all my podcasts um, episodes. But if you just want to look up, look it up now. Having a hard time talking. Um, if you want to look it up now, it's at Salami Podcast on Instagram. Um, but yeah, um, that was kind of a lighthearted end to the episode of just like, okay, guys, free stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, I really, really hoped you enjoyed the episode. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed kind of unpacking, debriefing, going through how I've changed, how I stayed the same, and all of that. So have a lovely week. Pray for me for midterms, and I will catch you next Wednesday. Bye.